The message you are listening to is recorded by Campus Outreach for the 2019 Campus Outreach New Year's Conference. More information about Campus Outreach New Year's Conference can be found at conycnd.com. Okay, as you guys know, we are, as already been mentioned, we've got a, the, the joy of hearing from Tony Dentman, who is the director up in, in Chicago. And we've heard from Max Stiles, which who we love to hear from, and it's great to have his perspective. But now we get to hear from Tony. And as you've already seen, when we have the different testimonies here, it is so valuable to hear various people's perspective of how God has met them in their life. And so we get to do that now, having heard from Mac, who's a seasoned saint in the faith. Uh, he said he was old this morning, uh, but he, I call him seasoned, from Iraq. Now we get to hear from a young fella, uh, Tony, who's from Chicago. So let's give it up for Tony Dittman. I like that. I like that. Again, I'm happy to be here. Uh, 14 years ago, I was in a room like this at a New Year's conference, and the Lord saved my soul. So 14 years later, I'm up here talking to y'all about Jesus. Hey, and I hated New Year's conference 14 years ago, y'all. It was five days, and four days I thought I was in the worst place in the world. Um, but that last night, God got a hold of my heart and changed me forever, y'all. So if somebody's room like, dang. I hate this deal. You was just like me, okay? You know, so um, 14 years from now, you might be talking to somebody else. <laughs> you never know. So I'm excited to be here today. Um, Tony Denman from St. Louis. I know we got some St. Louis cats out there. I like that right there. I was on the elevator with somebody. I felt, I felt at home. I got my, um, my mama came out today, y'all, my niece. So, and then my beautiful wife that I talked about a couple of days ago. You're going to hear a lot about her. So, a lot of y'all not from St. Louis. You're not from Chicago. You haven't been around me. So, it's a lot of words that you ain't going to understand. So, I want to do a little um, glossary of toniologies real quick, okay? So, first word. What's that word right there, y'all, man? There. I hear some people say there. It's there. That girl over there, you know what I'm saying? Like, the R in St. Louis, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it. So some of the times you hear the word that has the R's in it, there. That people over there, they get on my nerves, you know what I mean? Like, there. Okay? Next word, say this with me. It's a vehicle, but it's pronounced car. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when I'm on serious, like, hey, Jenny, I'm at the car, and they always put C-O-U-R. It's like, why is it spelling it like that? You know, so, so you hear me say that? I'm talking about vehicles, Okay? Next word. This is crucial. Say it. I'm going to say this a lot today. I say garden, okay? It's just a garden. So that's Adam and Eve was in the garden, okay? We're good to go. So you ain't got to turn to your neighbor no more like, what did he say? I just taught you. And there's a couple of just numbers out there that St. Louis people just pronounce. Like 44, you know what I mean? And then 50. 50. It's like every time I'm on a on a call, calling Apple to fix my phone or something, they transfer me to India, and they'd be like, hey, um, what, what's, um, what, what number is it? I'd be like, 50. i say, what? i say, 50. i say, what? 50? I don't know how to say it any different. Like, <laughs> I was like, I just said it over. It's 50, y'all. So my favorite movie, literally, is 50 First Dates, y'all, man. That's an amazing movie, y'all. So now you got it? A couple of phrases I use that you just got to understand what it means, okay? So the next one, check this out. 
That means I'm about to say something super important, so listen up, y'all. Like, check this out. I, I get it. It's just going to come out naturally. I, it's not even in my presentation, but it's going to come out probably 100 times. That means I'm about to say something important. Listen up, okay? So just another phrase for you. You tripping. Okay? And that, that's like a state of mind of somebody that's been smoking marijuana and they're high, okay? It's not actually smoking marijuana, but it's like, hey, hey, you tripping. You acting wild. You crazy. You are not, like, we not connecting right now. Like, like you tripping, okay? So we good. All right, and the last one is all hecky no. All hecky no. My mama did not allow us to cuss in the household, so we started using words like this that I can't tell you what it means, but use your imagination, okay, y'all, man? All hecky no. So those three phrases will be used today and tomorrow, but you know what they mean, and we're good to go. All right, y'all? So use your imagination. All right. So again. Today we're going to talk about relationships, relationships with each other, but ultimately relationship with God. Uh, and I'm trying to accomplish three things. I'm trying to glorify God. It's like, man, we're going to fix our eyes on God and see him better than we see him now, you know. And then I'm trying to get you all to laugh, like, like loosen up. I know you at the Christian conference and all that. Matt gone, y'all, man. I, it, I, my goal is to make you laugh, you know what I'm saying. And even I got a real, I got a real goal out there. I'm trying to make somebody pee on themselves so hard. Like, you laugh so hard that you tinkle just a little bit, okay? And then I got my last one. I want to stir your emotions. I want somebody to cry. Like, like I got three talks. I think I got, I got two stories that, man, it's going to get you. So we're going to glorify God, fix our eyes on God. We're going to laugh. We might cry, you know, man. So, so that's where we're going today. I'm an R&B guy. I mean... John Legend, my dude, you know, music soul child might be too old for y'all, man. But I don't know where Ed Sheeran land, but that's R&B, y'all, man. That's my dude. Who like, who like Ed? Who like Ed Sheeran, y'all? I like that, you know what I mean? I love me some Ed Sheeran, real, man. I, I love me some Ed. So every talk that I have, I'm going to kick it off with a musical video, and I'm going to ask somebody in the audience. I mean, whether you come or not, I got the video. But it's somebody out there that's like, man, they can sing. You know what I mean? You can sing, and you love Ed Sheeran. I'm going to play this video, and it'd be like karaoke. You know what I mean? So I'm just looking for one person that's willing to stand up in front of a 1,000 people and sing a song right now. Is there anybody? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. One person. One person. Hey, come on, come on. She raised her hand. Hey, give it up. Give it up. Hey, come up over here. Come up over here. You got to hurry up, though. So as Lisa... You go ahead and come through the back. As Lisa comes to the stage, raise your hand again if you like Perfect, the song. You like Perfect? Raise your hand if you sing Perfect in the shower or in the car loud and pour out your heart, you know? Okay, okay. I'm going to ask you that if you like this song, you know this song, don't leave Lisa out to drive by herself singing this. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to like, 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 just get our hearts there. Because we're going to be talking about relationships. I think this song is perfect. So we're just going to serenade ourselves. You know what I mean? So, so let's go ahead and play the track. The words will be on the screen. And don't let her sing by herself, okay? We down? All right. Play the track, DJ. Yeah. 
Like we, he, my daddy was like a good daddy. He, he gave us a lot of little pep talks. One of the pep talks he gave us, we get in the car and me and my little two little sisters. We got Tiana, Tamika, and Tony in the back car. My daddy would always do this, pull up to the grocery store, he looked back, and he said, hey, y'all know my rule. We're about to get out this car. You a Dentman. You represent me. My daddy is Tommy Dentman. You're a Dentman. You represent me, okay? Okay? We're about to go into this store, and y'all know my number one rule. Do not embarrass me in front of these white people, you know? <laughs> that was my daddy. He was serious to all get out. He was going to whoop our butt because we represented him. We was his image bearer. We were little Tony, Tommy Dentman's running around. And, dude, you better make sure uh, you represent me well because we was his image bearer. I remember one time I was in the grocery store with my little sisters, and we was bad. We was bad little kids, man. And she getting a little shopping cart, you know, and we running through the store. I'm like, zoom, zoom, she in the court, and I'm going as fast down the aisle, and I just let her go. And she hit the, the cereal rack and knocked down all the stuff. Clean up on aisle four. My daddy come around the corner. He looked at me, and I know, like, dang, I broke the rule. His hand went up in the air, and he dog on open hand punched me in my mouth, y'all, man. Hey, that may sound really bad. That may sound really bad, but that wasn't the bad part. My daddy said, hey, now you go stand in front of the store right at the exit and wait there until we're done shopping. My face hurting, and then I'm up here crying, and everybody walking by me just feeling so sorry for a little boy. I share that because of man. Man, we're image bearers of the Lord. That my daddy cared about me because I represented him. That I was made this image. I was a little dentman. And that's the same thing, God, with you. Man, you're a little Jesus. That's Christian to me, little Christ. So um, that's what it, the story is all about. But God adore you. It is what it is. But number two, we're going to go to the H. Honesty. There's a book called Five Love Languages. It's an amazing book. If it's in a bookstore, you should get it. But my love language is not in that book. They say everybody falls into five categories. Mine's ain't in there. Mine's is honesty. I just need you to be real with me. It's like, man, you can hurt my feelings. I might go in the room and cry a little bit, but I'm going to like you just a little bit more. Just be, be honest with me. I don't care what you say. Just, just shoot me straight. Don't beat around the bush. And that's crucial to having a healthy relationship uh, with God and with others. And we see this in this passage right here. At that moment, their eyes were open. And they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, and this is where we're hitting on, and so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Man, if you're one of those people in this room that's been sewing fig leaves, covering yourself up, they realized that they was naked, so they just found some leaves and they just started putting it on because they felt the shame. And that's just image management. It's like, man, so often I used to do that. I used to, I used to go out on Saturday night party a little too much and show up to church on Sunday just to make myself feel better. And I ain't just show up to church. I put my Sunday's best on so I can feel just a little bit better, you know. I don't come with my towel. It's like, hey, after a bad day at school and I look over and see the answer on Monday in science class, I go to the weekly meeting, make myself feel a little bit better, man, you know. Memorize a couple of verses. Like, man, I was just, just putting on these Christian or religious type things to cover up all the shame and guilt that I have with them. Man, it's just image management. Um, and God say, hey, you do that, you'll never truly really come to him because you came to him all fake. And the second point that we see right here, and it says, so they hid from 
the Lord God's amongst the trees. I got a little, little philosophy that, man, if you hide, you will slide. How many of y'all got, got boyfriend and girlfriend in your hand? Raise, raise your arm. Got boyfriend girlfriend? I see y'all. I see y'all. see somebody here with down like, dang, bro. Why y'all put me on like that? My boy Alex, y'all here, he's single, ready to mingle. So maybe somebody else, you know, off the market, you know. Uh, so check, raise your hand again. Got boyfriend girlfriend. So check, 2020, let's just say I challenge you for the next six months to not text, not call, not go on a date, not communicate with your boyfriend or girlfriend. That relationship will end. We will show up and it'll be June and your relationship will be over. I'll I, I put my money on it. I will bet you that if you don't text them, if you don't call them, you don't meet with them, your relationship is over. Man, if you hide from, from God, man, your relationship will slide. You're going to feel distant. And man, God is asking you to come and show up and be who you are. And man, I found myself often hiding. And, and some of y'all are like, man, I ain't hiding. I'm at the New Year's conference. Man, I was sitting in this room for four days, 14 years ago, and I was hiding from God. It ain't about going to church. You can show up to places and your heart can be completely far from God. A couple of tests to really find out if you are hiding from God. How's your prayer life? Now, how, how often are you really seeking the Lord and just pouring out your heart and just being honest with him? Like, another test is, how honest are you to those who you believe that are Christians who truly do love God? Like, when you're around them, are you cleaning up yourself? I mean, I, I, I'm that dude like, hey, everybody know me as the Jesus freak on campus and even in the city now. It's like, dang. So cats get me around, get around me, they'll be like, hey, what up, Tony, man? Oh, shoot. They'll drop the F-bomb. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, my brother. I'm so sorry. It's like, like, man, you ain't got to fake it around me, dude. I ain't nobody, you know. So when you're around people that you truly do believe know God, like, are you honest? Are you yourself? Are you really pouring out yourself to them? Or you just got this little fake little little image that you put on. Those are just two tests. How's your prayer life? How are you when you're around other people? The T is for trust. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Man, ain't nobody have to tell me that having sex was wrong. Like, ain't nobody have to tell me that stealing was wrong, y'all. Man, we all got a conscience inside of us and God put it there. And, dude, I, I'll be honest and transparent with y'all today because I want y'all to be honest and transparent. It's like, man, the night my freshman year on campus, this old white dude, bald head from Kentucky, showed up to my dorm, and he doggone started talking about Jesus. 30 minutes before he showed up to my dorm room, I just had sex with a girl. So he asked me this question. I need y'all to answer this one right here because I'm being honest up here. I just need you to be honest in your own brain, okay? You ain't even got to talk to nobody. He said, hey, Tony, on a scale of 1 to 10, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? 10, 100% sure. 1 is like, hey, it ain't no point in me really getting in line, to be honest. You know, like, if you were to die today, everybody, you were to die today, 10, 1, where are you? Answer in your head. Raise your hand if you got your answer. Hey, I'll keep waiting then. Get your answer. It's it's only nine numbers. Come on. I should have said zero to ten. That would have been ten. All right, check it out. All right, ready to get, raise your hand if you got your number. All right, that's enough for me. Keep going. That's cool. I said six. Six. I was like, dude, that's a D in the class, and I still pass it. You know what I mean? Like, it was simple. I ain't really that good, but I ain't as bad as my homeboys. It was like, I'm right. I'm a little bit above average. And he said, man, Tony, it was a trick question. It's really a zero or ten. 
It's like 10 is those who truly do trust in Jesus Christ and their Lord and Savior. And nothing else exists in the middle. And I was like, dang, bro, you up here trying to trick people with I thought you was a Christian up here tricking people, bro. Um, and whatever answer you answered, if it wasn't a 10, I'm asking you just to ride with me for another 15, 20 minutes as I share my story and share what the Bible says. Because, uh, man, I pray to God that you can walk out of this room and know that, man, you're going to be in a line that you're getting in, you know. So that's all rooted in trust in the Lord. This commitment is to see. Um. A little, little more interaction. I'm feeling it, you know. Raise your hand. Think of the finest lady, the finest dude. Like your, your perfect standard. All of your, um, your non-negotiables, we're talking about they cute, they smart, they got money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like whatever your standard is, this person is at the top. They're number one on your list. If you can have anybody out of 8 billion people in the world, this person Y'all got it? I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. So hurry up, hurry up. You've been thinking about this person. They might be sitting in the same next to you, but just go ahead and think of it. Just think of it. All right. We ready? Y'all got that person? Y'all got that person? All right. I'll wait some more then, y'all. I just need a yell to move on, you know. Y'all got that person? All right. So this person said, hey, I love you. I want to marry you. Like, like, I'm excited about being with you. I would love to have kids and build a family together. Like, this is going to be amazing. And on wedding day, this person comes to you and says, hey, but there's only one thing. There's only one thing. As long as you're cool with this, we can keep moving forward. It's just one thing. I only can give you about 50% of my heart. And I'm going to save that other 50% for just one more person just in case. Like, like I don't know who it is yet. But I'm only going to give you 100% of that 50%. And I'm going to say the other 50% for somebody else. Raise your hand now. If that person is number one on your list that you still rocking and rolling with. Come on. My, my boy back there. Who you think of? What? Shoot. Jennifer Lopez or some Shoot. One person. But he didn't even really do it. it was just the idea just got him excited, you know. <laughs> Commitment. Is what we're talking about. Man, even us in this room, we're like, hey, in a relationship, I want all in and nothing. Forget that. I don't care who you are. I want you to be committed to me. And, man, when we look at scriptures, man, we see God is 100% committed to you. If you look at this text right here, and I added this one. We're still in Genesis 3. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and his wife. The Lord God made clothing for Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve. Chilling in the garden, God said, hey, name all the animals, have all the fun you want to do, but don't mess with this tree right here. Everything else is free go. They mess with the tree. Hey, also, y'all pay what, $270, $280. I'm about to give you your money worth right here. One sentence, okay? This is like Discovery Channel, like, like history upon history. People have been debating about what was on that tree, like for for." For thousands upon thousands of years. I'm about to tell you what was on the tree. It was not an apple. It was not an orange. Okay? Are y'all ready? It was a mango, boy. And a mug, boy. Because that's like the only fruit that's so sweet. They're like, hey, God. Like, like, hey, you sure? About Man, it, ma you get you a good mango, boy, you be questioning everything. So, <laughs> so God said, hey, don't touch this tree. Well, don't eat the fruit of this tree. 
They disobeyed. And he said, the consequences of you disobeying me is to be separated from me. He said, hey, you surely will die if you eat from this tree. But we see in this passage right here, and the Lord God made clothing from animal skin for Adam and Eve. And we're in Genesis 3. You see all throughout the Old Testament, they talk about God, in order to be right with God, that you have to sacrifice an animal in order to atone for your sin. Like, we see that all throughout the Old Testament, the Passover and things like that. The first sacrifice of mankind for another man was God doing it. He sacrificed the animal already. How you get animal skin? He sacrificed it and he gave it to them. He covered them up. He said the leaves ain't good enough. Man, I got something better for you. It was, a, it was an image of something to come. And if we fast forward to the New Testament, rock with me one more time. John 1, 29. The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. Look, the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb is the word, the word I'm trying to emphasize. Throughout the whole t- Old Testament, that sacrifice, that animal, was pointing to God himself coming off the throne of heaven, entering into a human body and dying on the cross for your sin. God is 100% committed to y'all. He committed to you. I can say that. That's what the Bible says. He committed to me, a ratchet sinner. He committed. He all in. The real question is, man, where is your heart? But, hey, Tony, you coming hard on this Jesus stuff. I need a little break. I got you. I got you, though. I got you. Let's talk about just relationships with the opposite sex real quick or whatever. You know, like, like let's just talk about dating for a second. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm going to give you a little, little take, take it off Jesus. Give you a little break. Okay. I'm going to give you all some relationship advice. So, this right here diagram is a diagram to kind of show you every relationship in the world. It's simple. Any white girl named Sarah in the room, raise your hand. I got one. I got two. Got three, I feel like I got like at least five, you know. I don't know none of them. I don't know none of them. I just knew it to be a white girl named Sarah in the room, okay. She's a stranger to me. If she was to come to the stage, all ten of them probably, you know, come to the stage and was like, hey, Tony, hey, I'm feeling your talk. Like, you my dude. I'm from St. Louis too. Can I borrow $500? I'm going to be like, girl, I don't know you. Like, I don't know where I'm going to get my money from. I don't know why you need the money. I don't know your last name. You know, like, I don't know nothing about you. You a stranger. That's how all relationships start. Like, you don't know the person. You don't got enough data about the person. But sooner or later, as you spend more time with the person, you become friends. Y'all find something in common. Most of y'all friends at this point, you just went to school with. They live in your neighborhood or you play sports with them. It's like, you got something in common. Uh, Y'all hang out a little bit more. You spend a little time with You become friends. Progression. Now we're talking about dating. Dating is like, hey, we're putting a title on this for real. Like, you my girl, you my dude, you my significant other. Like, like I'm saying yes to you and no to everybody else on this, uh, we in this um, exclusive relationship, you know. You spend a little more time with your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You, you talk to them a little bit more. I remember, man. My first girlfriend's like in middle school or elementary, whatever it was. You just stay up all night on the phone, like, what you doing? I guess y'all be texting now, you know what I'm saying? But you texting all night, like, what's going on? Like, you just, you just talk to them way more. 
cool thing about that I, I might be outdated and everything, but you know if somebody got a girlfriend because they holding hands, you know, um, walking together. That's that's one way you see them together. But back in the day, you really know somebody had a girlfriend when she put that mug on Facebook. You know what I mean? In a relationship, because that was like that was a stamp. Like, hey, I ain't looking for nobody right now. You know, I don't know what y'all doing the tenders and all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm out. This is outdated. You know, man. So, but it's like, hey. They kind of put a name on it, put a title on it, it's official. Okay? But girlfriend, boyfriend, dating, I mean, that's just, that's halfway there. Engagement is where it's at. You know what I mean? Like, you put your money where your mouth at. I ain't just talking about no Facebook um, name switch or no, um, like, we're talking about I got my money um, and I go buy a ring and I'm telling everybody else, this is my girl for real. I'm about 75% in. Because it ain't final. We ain't actually got married. But you know somebody um, engaged because they got, they got the ring on. Like, that's real. Married. That's a whole nother level right there, y'all. That's 100%. Not only do they got that ring on, man, I ain't even know. I proposed. I'm like, I go get this ring. Like, hey, that boy dog going to save up all this money. Got my boo this, this ring. Went all out. Then I found out you got to get another ring. I was like, what the crap? Like, I spent all my money, man. What you mean? I ain't nobody give me no heads up. So you get two rings when you marry, you know, just in case you didn't know. Get another um, account for that one. But, but not only did you get that extra ring, get the last name. Like, you a dentman now. You, we, we won. You know what I'm saying? Where you go out, you represent me. It is, it is what it is. And then we, in the right biblical form, we get to get intimate and build a family. You know what I mean? Like, like we building a legacy together. If you want to go up this diagram right here, you got to spend more time with the person. You got to talk to them a little bit more. And then the trust will come. And also when that trust comes, the touching also increases. Because ain't nobody holding hands with no stranger when they walk down the street. Boyfriend and girlfriend hold hands. Husband and wife, they be holding hands for real, you know what I mean? Um, so, that right there, free of charge. Now I got to turn it back on the Jesus switch, okay? We cool? We cool? All right. You got your breathing. Now let's just flip this to the spiritual world. Strangers. Might be the atheist in the room. God is asking for something from you. He asking for your heart. You're like, hey, bro, I don't know you like that. I ain't got enough data. I really don't even believe you exist. Like, that's just where you at on the diagram. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You're a stranger. You and God ain't got no relationship. We got friends. Friends like, hey, me and God, cool. That's my dude. Muhammad, good. Buddha, he good too. Jesus, I'm cool with him. Like, I'm, I'm cool with everybody. I ain't committed to nobody. You might be agnostic. You might be another religious background. It's like, hey, we friends. Like, just cool and dandy. I ain't committed to nobody. Time will tell, you know. Um, engage. It's like, well, we're dating. Let dating. We get to dating. Dating is like, check out my Instagram. I ain't ashamed to put up God so love the world that he sent his only begotten son on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at my Snapchat. We at NYC, baby, you know, turn it up. Like, you're not ashamed. You, you willing to go a little public about this. You letting people know I identify with this. This God stuff, you know. Engagement. It's getting real now, you know. 
You put your money where your mouth at. You're saying, hey, I'm saying no to all these other gods in the world. Like, hey, I'm going to get baptized to identify with this. Like, hey, my money is actually starting to go to this church and this Christian thing to move it forward. Like, hey, I'm in this game. I'm about 75% in. However, deep inside, I ain't really there. Don't nobody else really know, though. The last one is marriage. Marriage, like, hey, I take the name of, of a Christ follower, of a Christian, serious. Everywhere I go, I represent my God. My heart is 100% committed to the mission of God, to the purpose of God, to my relationship with God. I want to know God deeply, and I want to make him known. Like, I'm saying no to everything else. And also, man, I got this deep, intimate relationship with God. You might catch me listening to worship and, man, your boy, this ain't even part of talking. I was driving to Memphis two weeks ago, y'all. Like, I was driving to Memphis. And, dude, I I was listening to this song, boy, this worship song. I was in the zone, boy, singing loud, like about to lose my voice. That boy was going down on 90 miles an hour. Police pulled me over like, dang. He pulled up, like, like, funny as a muck. I'm driving outside lane. He over there waiting. I zoom bound. I look over and say, dang. I just pulled over. He ain't even turning on this light shit. Like, like, no, no joke. He pulled up to the door, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Hey, I'm guilty. I'm so sorry. You won't believe it. I was really listening to my worship, bro. I was in the zone. I deserve a ticket. Like, let's, let's just go there and go. Like, I got a relationship with God. I'm by myself listening to worship, and I'm literally in a zone. I'm feeling connected to this guy. That's, that's marriage right there. Like, it, it ain't just going to church. It ain't just coming to a conference. Man, this is deep, intimate relationship that, man, you can't really explain. But because of this deep, intimate relationship, I get to go um, make spiritual babies with God and go tell people about him in a sense. Yeah, I get the connection. But the major difference between engaged and marriage, it's a, it's a major, because you can put your money where your mouth at. It's not really final. The major difference is when you propose, okay? So go with me to this next slide right here. Your boy got game. I just want to let y'all know. Like, I just want to let you know. Like, I didn't watch so many romantic comedies. I was like, dude, like, when I propose, it's going to be right. You know what I mean? So let me, let me, let me walk you out to my world. You get a little breather. I'm, I'm going to go off to Jesus. Though. I'm, I'm going to come back, though. I'm going to let you know. So it's my birthday weekend. Me and Jenny, we dated six years, y'all, man. Like, Jenny, international student from Panama. I'm her RA. She showed up to school with one bag, no bed sheets, no towel, no nothing. Thinking she was going to like a five-star hotel or something. They had everything. And I'm like, dang, this girl cute as a mug, but she don't know what she's doing here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll help her out. We go to Walmart now. Let for six years become one of my closest friends, become my best friend now. And it's time to, uh, to make it official. So, birthday weekend, I fly to New York because she's working on her master's in New York. I come up and I say, hey, baby, I know you like taking pictures. I hate taking pictures, but this weekend, I'm going to take pictures for you. So, hey, make sure you get, get that outfit. Matter of fact, I'll buy you an outfit. Like, 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 we go shopping. Like, like, I hate shopping and I hate taking pictures. But this weekend is for you, you know. So, we go get outfits and everything. I only shop at TJ Maxx, and I don't feel like something special, you know what I mean? Like, like, so I say, I got you. We get to her um her condo, 
and we about to go out for the day. I said, I got this whole day uh, special for you. So we walking down the stairs, and we walk outside, and she walked downstairs. She's like, Dean, somebody got a limo out there. I was like, yeah, you know what ain't us, and I ain't got no money, girl. Let's walk this way, you know what I mean? So we walk, and I was like, hey, hey, let's see if they let us get in that limo. You know, like, we pull up, we get in the limo. She's like, oh, my gosh, dude, you finna propose today. It's like, girl, ain't nobody trying to propose. Why ain't nobody trying to propose, girl? We just going to take pictures. Stop messing up the mood. And we in a car. We in a car. Well, limo. And, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Tony, I know you're from. I was like, yeah, and I got it on my knee. In the limo, boom. And she grabbed the box. She opened that deal. She weeping like, like mascara falling all over her face. So I look like a monster, y'all. Like, like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Crying, turning red, and black lines just coming out like she's going to go to war. And she opened up the box, and that mother said, psych. <laughs> like, like, literally, psych. S-I-K-E. It's like, I told you I wasn't proposing to you. Like, stop bothering me. Like, so, limo driver, keep going. We pull up to Central Park. Come with me, come with me. We pull up to Central Park, um, and we get out the limo. Photographer there. And the photographer's like, oh, y'all look so cute and such and such. I already talked to the photographer, and I said, hey, yeah, your boy's going to propose today. But it's, it's crucial. When you find the right spot, I know this girl so much, this all you got to say. Hold your fiancé like this. That's all you got to say. When you say that, it's game time. Whenever you're ready, hold your fiancé like this. So we taking pictures. We at the little bridges and everything. And I picked Central Park because of most romantic comedies, they always shot in Central Park. So, you know, man, I just had to make my own movie, you know. So, so we in the park and everything. She found a spot. And she said, hey, Jeannie, hold your fiancé like this. So, photographer right there, us right there. Jeannie just started going off. That's not my fiancé. He playing games. He got all jokes he playing. And as she there, she turned around back to me. And I was like that. And that's that moment right there, y'all, man. You know, man. So. All right, that was your reliever, back to Jesus, okay. What if she would have said, hey, Tony, I know you love me. I know you would die for me, like, but I just don't know enough about you. Is that a yes? No, it ain't no yes. I don't know enough about you. Hey, Tony, I know you love me. I know you would die for me, but, like, man, I... I'm only like 20-something. I, I want to live my life. Is that a yes? No. What if she was like, hey, hey, Tony, I, I know you love me. I know, like, I know you would die for me, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm good enough for you. Is that a yes? No. The only response that's a yes is like, man, Tony, I trust you. I love you. I want to be honest here. I may not have everything that you want. But, man, I want to commit to you. That's the only, a yes is the only thing that matters. A lot of y'all in the room, like, hey, God, man, I know you love me. I know you care for me. I know you died for me. But uh, I don't know enough. I ain't read the Bible enough. Uh, like, I just don't know enough. That's a no. Okay? I just want you to know that. And then it's like some of y'all in the room, like, hey, Tony, or God, hey, God, I, I know you love me. I know you died for me. Um, but, man. I'm just enjoying life right now and I'm young. 
that's a no. I want you to know that you're saying no to God who, who's all 100% in on committing to you. Hey, God, I know you love me. I know you'll die for me, but um, I'm just not ready. That's a no. And when I look at the commitment and when I think about this gospel thing, I always just see a picture of God like this. God, Jesus Christ on the cross, and that was his proposal to every last one of us. He got nailed to the cross. He got, he got, he got nailed to the cross. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world came down from heaven and proposed just like this. He say, I'm all in. And all you got to do is say yes. All you got to do is say, hey, man, I want this relationship with you. That's all he asks in return. He ain't ask you to clean up your life. He ain't ask you to read the Bible 100 times to get all the data. He just say, hey, I'm God in the flesh. I created you for a relationship, and I want your heart. But most of my life consisted of this verse right here. I know all the things that you do, that you are neither hot or cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Revelations 3, 15 through 16. That's God. Because you created his image, nobody really raised their hand when they say I'm willing to commit to somebody that's not committed to me. And God is saying the same thing. I don't want nothing to do with no halfway Christians. I don't want no almost believers. Man, I want your heart. And he said, hey. Hot water, like, serve real good purposes, y'all. Like, like athletes in the room, man, you go take a little hot bath. You know, you, you go to the hot tub when you go on your vacations. Like, man, it's soothing. It's cool. It, it heals your body. Cold water actually do the same thing. It, it, it serves a purpose, man. You, you get an ice bath and all that. You heal your muscles. And, and it's, man, on a hot day, cold water is the best thing in the world, you know. But lukewarm coffee, lukewarm tea, don't nobody want nothing to do with that. And God's saying the same thing. Like, he's 100% committed. He did everything. He hung on a cross for your sins. And he said, hey, man, I'd just rather you be hot or cold. I mean, hot could say, hey, I hate you and I want nothing to do with you. Cold could be like, hey, I love you and I want everything to do with you. But that in-between stuff spit you out. And, man, I realized that at this conference 14 years ago that I was lukewarm. My mother did a perfect job of raising me in a Christian environment. She became a Christian, and, dude, her life completely changed, and we went to every freaking church in the city on Sunday, y'all. Like, I'm so serious. I got baptized Catholic. We went to doggone charismatic churches, Lutheran churches, Methodist churches. Man, we probably went to doggone uh, a Muslim Christian church. Like, like, she didn't care. If they were talking about God, she was in there, you know. In high school, I was wilding out, sleeping around, um, just living for myself, trying to be this big jock on campus. I show up to college. My mom ain't have heard half of this, so we got to get our conversation later. I show up to college, and me and my roommate got our running list. Like, who going to have sex with the most girl, like, freshman year? Like, that was me. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't smoking weed or doing drugs. I ain't touch all that stuff. But women was like, hey, God, I hear you, but, like, like, this is better than you right now. So my freshman year, man, I'm on campus trying to run this. I remember walking up, um, to class one day. They had a cardiac kill. That's what they called it. And I was like, hey, I'm going to run this place. I was homecoming king of high school. I was like, I'm going to be whatever they got here, whatever the highest level, I'm going to be that dude. And I got that, to be honest. But chasing women and doggone, my, my own glory was number one. 
Like I told you, bald head white dude from Kentucky walking to my dorm room. And he kept walking to my dorm room. And he kept inviting me to his CO weekly meetings. And then he invited me to this conference. And I did not want to come to the conference, y'all. I told him no like 16 times and came up with every excuse. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no, I ain't got no ride. I ain't got nothing. Many of y'all probably like me. And I came into this room. And the pastor said this too. I want y'all to answer this question in your head one more time. He said, hey, there's three types of people in this room. Some of y'all don't want nothing to do with Jesus. I know there's people out there like that. Like, that's one type. You don't want nothing to do with Jesus. You like, I showed up out of respect, you know. Or I showed up. I don't even know why I'm here, you know. Second was like, hey, man, I'm seeking. Man, I, I, I don't know what, what I don't know, and I, I just want answers. That's the second person. And the third person like, hey, man, I grew up around all this stuff. It's cool and dandy, you know. Um, my mom would be happy when she hear that. I heard from Tony, and he said some funny jokes, and I enjoyed the Christian thing. Uh, I've been going to Christian camps all my life. Three types of people in the room. But he said, hey, just take a second. All three of y'all, just try God. Now, I'm going to ask y'all to do this, man. Just, just bow your head. I'm going to give y'all two, two, I'm gonna 20 seconds. And I just want you to, to say this prayer to God. Hey, God, if you truly do exist, man, I'm begging you. If you truly do exist, if you this high and mighty, high exalted, holy one, please reveal yourself to me. Like, just please. 20 seconds. You just close your eyes, bow your head, say that prayer. He might not be real. He might be real. Just play with me real quick. Go. I remember doing that, and I remember my prayer. I was like, hey, God, I know you're real. Like, I grew up in the hood, man. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see some messed up stuff. But, God, I've been going to church for the last eight years of my life consistently every week, and my heart is so far away from you. If you truly are real, reveal to me where I stand with you. And later on that night, the last night of that conference that I hated, I was in the shower, and I'm praying. And all these verses just start going through my mind that the wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That if, that if you're, he would prefer for me to be hot or cold, and he spit me out. That my heart was hostile towards God. That even yet when I was a sinner, Christ died for me. Just start going through my brain. I'm talking about from, from eight years of going to church to this conference, just, just going through. And I remember crying out to God in the shower. Like, hey, man, if it's real and you really are. Like, there and willing to accept me as is with all of my flaws, God, I want to try you. And I believe that we're going to get to heaven, those who truly do believe in Jesus Christ, and there's going to be like a screen of bootleg um, prayers. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the number one on the list because my prayer that night when I truly believe I became a Christian was this. God, I'm going to get out of the shower and I'm going to try you. So I, I didn't even know what else to pray. I, ain't even, I was just like, I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm going to really try this. I'm going to commit. I get back to my room after I draw myself out. And I called my girlfriend at the time, and I said, hey, 
Um, I've been at this conference with all these little Jesus freaks, and um, I'm convinced that God is real, and I'm convinced that, man, I want to try this relationship. She started weeping, like, like on the phone, just start crying. She crying. I'm like, what's wrong with this girl? And then I started thinking, yeah, I told her that my number one thing that I had to, like, like really sacrifice to really, like, like, in my own heart to be like, hey, I'm in, was sex. I was like, dang, she crying because she ain't going to get no more sex. You know what I mean? Like, I was really thinking it. Like, she is weeping because I just said, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. What's wrong with this girl? And she said this, and it changed my life. She said, hey, Tony, man, me and my mom have been praying for you. And ever since you came into my life, my relationship with God has been rock bottom. And I was like, dang, wish you would have told me that early. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like the Antichrist. You know what I mean? Like, dang. And I decided on that day that me trying Jesus was me really pouring out my heart and being completely honest with who I am and who he is and committed to him. But also, I said, God, man, that if this, if this trying fail and I just pray that I don't be that person that act like I'm a Christian and leading people away from you. Like, like, like if uh, this is my young prayers, I'm just being honest with God. Like, you just need to be honest with God. I don't want to be that fake Christian who leading people away from God. Like. Just, just take me out, you know what I mean? Like, but man, I want to try you and I want to build a relationship with you. Man, that's my story. I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I ain't judging nobody in this room. Um, but the one thing I have become convinced of, that you're created in God's image and he adores you. And, and the, he wants you to be honest with him. And man, the only way to get there is really trust and commitment. Let's pray. Dear God, we just come to you today. God, we thank you for all you're doing in all of our lives. And God, I pray that our time that we're being honest with you continue. And God, I just pray that, man, you just make yourself even more clear to me that you are the, the one and only true God who takes away the sins of the world. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Give it up for Tony. All right, y'all, we're going to move into some discussion time. Just a reminder for the one thought to also write that down just so you have one big takeaway from this talk. Uh, we have a great discussion question here. So going back to his relationship diagram. The Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at conyc.com.